Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. Well, y'all may be seated. Turn, turn to somebody and say, well, my favorite is preaching this morning. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Even if you don't believe it, we're going to confess that. <laughs> but I promise you I'm a lot of fun and uh, I'm going somewhere. Y'all go with me. Praise God, praise God. You know, um, I guess I'll preach to myself this morning. Y'all could just listen in. How about that? You ever preach to yourself? Man, I don't know why, but every time I get in the shower, I start preaching to myself. I said, man, Stephen, man, you so stinking healed. Oh, and I can touch my toes, and I can do this, and I can do that. I don't know why the shower is my place. Anybody else in here, I don't know why, but it's like, man, I just talk to myself and pray for myself and confess to myself that I'm healed. I think, man, where's the church going? And I got the water running on my back. And I thought, man, I'm believing for miracles. I'm believing for things I've never seen before. I'm believing for arms to grow out. I got the hot water running on my back. And I'm thinking, man, I'm believing for legs to grow out, for eyes to be opened up. And I thought, I wonder if anybody else is, hang- is with me. Anybody else believe with me? So, so next time you get in the shower and you got water running down your back, think of me. Think of me. While you're taking a shower, man, you're rubbing yourself. Man, I wonder what Brother Stephen's believing for. We believe for healing in this place, that God's going to do some great and mighty things. You know, my generation and maybe your generation, we didn't get to see what Smith Wigglesworth saw. We, didn't, we, we haven't seen that yet. And uh, I'm almost 40. I'm not, I'm not old. I mean, I'm not old. I know the older people are like, man, you're a youngster. Okay, I get that. But I'm not, I'm not like the young ones either. So I'm kind of in this middle ground. I'm not t- uh, on, on the teeter-totter yet where I'm heading down. You know, I'm still going up. <laughs> and uh, I thought to myself, I thought, man, I've been in this church my whole life and haven't seen. I'm not blaming the church. I'm just saying that was in general. I thought, I've never seen these things that we're trying to get to see. And I thought, you know what, why don't we just get into that and demand that we see it? Why not? What do we got to lose? Faith takes risk. That, that's one thing. Uh, I don't care anymore what people think about me or think about you. I mean, you can think about what they think about you, but I don't care what they think about you. And I really don't care what people think about me because I, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on a door. Anybody else knocking on a door? On the miracle door. That those things that were once happening happen again. Because, well, why did it quit? Because we lost, because we quit knocking on the door. We got comfortable. We got comfortable. We got satisfied and forgot about knocking on the door of miracles. Some people got scared of miracles. I'm not scared of miracles. I'm not scared of healing. We've seen some uh, wonderful things happen that God's done for people, got people healed. Uh, but it's, I know there's more. Have you ever had that? You're like, man, I received this, but this ain't it. This ain't it. So today I want to minister on how great is your want to. Anybody in here ever had a want to? Everyone, I think we all started young. We wanted to talk back to our parents. Ever had that want to? No, brother Grace said, no, he was really complying as a child. But you know, All of us have a want to, and when it comes to a want to, 
I want to read some scripture, a little bit of stuff. But there's been people in the Bible that had a great want to and they got what they were after. This church, we started off this year with the payoff of this building. Is that right? And, And this church had a want to pay this thing off. Been going on for 20 years. Everybody say 20 years. That's a long time and it gets kind of annoying after 20 years of believing for the same thing. But I I knew, I thought, man, this ain't going to take like another 20. We ain't doing 40 out of this thing. We're tired of paying the banks that money. And me and my wife and many others had a want to to get this thing paid off. You have to have a strong want to if you're going to get results. And uh, praise God, the Andersons are here all the way from Florida. They've been doing a tour. Which way did you come down? Did you come down through the pass or you go through the you went through the desert? Did you, did you like that way? That way, it's, that's not bad. It was not too bad. But praise God for them. You know, my wife came out. Uh, it's been known that they, they handle snakes in that church. I've not seen it, but <laughs> may, maybe that goes on in the youth room. That, that's right. He puts them in the freezer. I went out one day and opened up the freezer. He's got a rattlesnake coiled up in a Ziploc bag in the refrigerator. <laughs> what kind of devil stuff is that? I thought, my God, Steve, that's filthy. I don't even want what's in the refrigerator now. It's some witchcraft stuff, man. That, that's what goes on down there in the Everglades, you know, down there in Florida. It's filthy animals. Filthy. Anyways, but uh, he likes snakes. I don't know what his fascination with snakes is, man. I hate snakes. Anybody else here hate snakes? Because anytime you see a snake, they're already right up on you. I mean, I was going through the bushes at my house like two days ago, a little garden snake about that big. I thought, gosh, I don't like you, but you eat those things, but get out of my property. Now, if you're a rattlesnake, I got a shovel for you. But all the the other ones, you know, if you're going to do some good and kill these rodents, you can go. I'm off on a deal here. But uh, I'm just saying, uh, praise God for them. And uh, he's a wonderful man of God. And she's a blast. She, man, she gets to know everybody in like every church. It's amazing. Thing. You, you never say like she gets to know people in the congregation, their names and all this stuff. And I'm like, praise God for that. Cause that ain't what I do. <laughs> but, but she does that. Morgan kind of does that. And she's just a blessing. She gets out. I, I mean, you see her talking here. It's not even her church, but she, she, it's like, it's her church. And that's the way they treat everybody's church. They're just such a blessing. And, uh, and their church is wonderful. Their son's doing a pretty good job down there in Florida. He's all right. I've, I've known him for a long time, and they're just a blessing. Wonderful family. Pray, praise God for them. But how great is your want to? One thing with this ministry that I know for me is we will continue to knock on the doors of miracles. And if you don't understand miracles, that's all right. That's okay. We'll get you there. Because we believe what Jesus said. Even though we don't see it, we believe it. And we identify as being healed. We identify as being rich. The Lord said to me a couple days ago, I don't know if I heard it somewhere or what, but he said, um, the message of prosperity, how many say prosperity is is financial? Is, Is that correct? Okay. He said this to me, but he said, really, the, uh, the, the message of prosperity is healing because healing, you can't, it's, you can't have financial, uh, uh, where, where things are good financially be sick because sickness draws out finances. Is that true? It absorbs finances. 
So pros- the message of prosperity uh-huh. is healing. That's right. Because without being healed, you ladies can't go to Nordstrom's Rack and buy nothing. Is that true? And if you, you can order online, but you ain't got nowhere to wear it to, do you, if you're sick? So what do you need? You need the message of, pro- uh, of prosperity, but you need it in a healing form. Everybody likes the matches of prosperity, but first is healing. So today we preach in prosperity to you. Well, I wanted you to preach on money, brother. I mean, I ain't preached on money in a long time. Y'all better know. I, I, I did, I, I was in Merced and I, I did it briefly, but then I'm like, man, I want to go talk about that. I want to talk about miracles. I don't like talking about healing because I realize people are suffering a lot. They really are. The church itself has, has gotten sicker than it's ever been in a long time. And the world is sicker. I mean, you see these clinics almost on every corner. You can see that new hospital from here. It's like eight stories of sickness. No, I'm, I'm serious. And I'm not putting that down, but I'm saying people need healing. They really do. Is that true? Are y'all going somewhere with me? Are we knocking on some doors this morning? We're knocking on some healing doors, some miracle doors. I'm not even getting to my message yet. But I'm preaching to you like I preach myself in the shower. Got the water running on my back, running down, you know. Just stretching a little bit and praising God. I said, Stephen, you are the most healed person in this house right now. Mm, healed. And I think, I'm, I'm even more healed than my wife. Mm. She can believe God for her own healing. Got the water running down my back. I'm the most healed person on this block right now. He said, but Stephen, this is nuts. You need to stop talking because I'm getting you somewhere. Hey, hang on to me. Because this is how you have to talk to yourself. You have to make it such a part of you. You actually believe what you're saying. You believe what you're saying. We're not talking off often to oblivion here. We're talking about me. I am healed right now. I am healed. I am the healed. I am the healed. He, him healed. She, her healed. Whatever you want to call yourself. I am he, him healed. Those are my abbreviations. Whatever they call that thing, man. Pro, whatever. Whatever that thing is, man, that's what, I saw, he said, he asked this one guy and said, are you a male or female? He goes, I'm an email. He goes, an email? He said, yeah, email. So, okay, that's cool. He's an email. I thought, man, that's great. He's talking about like, the, you know, when you send a message, or you get an email on the phone. All right, dude, that's cool an email, but praise God. Anyways, but I tell you what, this church is going somewhere in the spirit. We are going to a place where we're believing for signs, wonders, and miracles. Let, uh, Smith Wigglesworth saw some, some of the most amazing things, but he said that there was a heel, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm saying this just right, but he said there was a heel that I was believing God, and nothing would happen. And once I got to the top of that hill, it broke. And after that, everything he said came to pass after that. Think about that. So we're going somewhere. We're getting to a place that we're making in an environment for signs, wonders, and miracles. You can't have an environment of signs, wonders, and miracles with doubt and unbelief. This is not the pool of Bethesda here. 
We're not all jumping in and hoping for the best. We have a new covenant that we can walk in healing. You know, I was thinking about that Cindy Black thing we did last Sunday. And you know that little drummer board song? Rum, pum, 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 pum. Rum, pum, pum. This is another sidetrack, but y'all, but this is why y'all like me. And they play this song, rum, pum, 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 pum. So you're telling me a little boy is going to go to Mary after giving birth and beat on a drum and say, this is my gift. What woman wants to listen to a little boy beat on a drum after giving birth? Bam, 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 bam. This is my gift to you. No. You get out of here. This ain't even scriptural. This ain't even in the Bible. And I thought that, that's how I think of that song. You will never see that song again the same way. You, I have ruined it for you. Mary did not want this boy in her life. You get out of here. I'm going to beat this drum, woman, for you. You are not beating that drum, boy. You get out of here. That's the way I, every time I think of that thing, I'm going to man, what woman wants to hear a little boy beating a drum after giving birth? Boy, what a terrible deal. I don't even want to hear it. What, what parent want to give their little kids drums? Beat on this, son. I want to hear this all day long. I'm throwing that thing in the garbage. My son does this whistling. And he's whistling nothing. Shut up. Shut up. God did not call you to be a bird. <laughs> Shut your mouth when you're in this house. You want to whistle, you go up the hill. It's just racket. That's from a man's standpoint. Maybe women are more compassionate. I'm not. You're not doing that junk in my house. I'm getting y'all loosened up. Y'all been too, too tight here. You're going to have fun, right? You got to have fun in the Word of God. The Word of God is fun. I know I, I'm your favorite. That's why we're having a, a good time. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. But we're talking about, what are we talking about? How great is your want to, to get into some things? We know Dad Hagen has one of the most modern, most wonderful stories uh, of a will to live and not die. That man, I'm not even going to go through it, but that man was born premature was raised with a heart deformity, and then at a young age, what, 13, 14, 15, 16, I don't know what it was, but he found the truth in the Word of God. What teenager finds the truth in the Word of God? He found the truth amidst everything against him. And out of that, he had a great want to, to live. He said it burned within him to live and not die. The man went to hell three times, came out, got born again, and you know the rest of the story. But he had a great will and a want to. Is that true? Lester Summerall was dying on a bed and God showed him the Bible and showed him a coffin and said, which one you want? What's he going to do? He's going to pick life. He had a great want to and touched the world with it. Every one of you has a want to. Women, I tell you what, I have never seen. I love women. Women are great. Women, when they get motivated, they can complete stuff. They can get some stuff done. Is that true? My mom, she loves buying stuff. I'm in the same boat. I'm not dismissing her. I'm cloning myself. But she loves to buy stuff. 
And when she can't find it, she will go to great lengths to find this product. We were uh, in, in uh, somewhere, and uh, oh, I'm sweet. No, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Is they get these bracelets and these, these chains and all this stuff. They've got a community. I'm not kidding, a, a literally com a community where all of them get on this thing and buy stuff. And if someone doesn't have something, they get on this forum and talk about where they can get it. And if someone's selling it, I want to buy it. I mean, they're really willing and dealing here. I mean, they, they're moving stuff around. And these women get on here and make these transactions with hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And if they can't find it, they have a community board where they find this stuff. Fran Francine's one of the... the, the <laughs> The, the, the people that's involved in this, in this, in this deal. Oh, man, the whole lot of them. That's, that's what I'm saying. They all in it. Debbie Simons is the worst of them. She spends thousands of dollars buying this stuff. And when they can't find it, they get on this thing and they work through it together. They work together to find what they're looking for. Miss Jay's a big part of it too, boy. They find this stuff, and they're going to buy all this stuff. And I remember I was walking around with my mom, and she was kept thinking about this necklace. We were at dinner or lunch somewhere, and she's like, I want that necklace. I want that necklace. It, it looked like a rainbow one. I don't know. And boy, she was like, she goes, Morgan, you get on that forum, and you ask anybody if they want to willing to sell that necklace. I want that necklace now. And she got it. She got it. But... Her will didn't say, oh, they sold out. They don't got any more. No was not an a, a option for her. And if she couldn't find it there, she was going to steal it from Francine or wherever else she had to get it. It was coming home with my mom somehow, some way. She, name your price. Whatever that form says, I just want it. Price is not a, an option now. It's not, I don't care no more. Okay. That's women, if you find a pair of shoes that you saw it's not in your size at the store, you instantly jump on that phone and say, I'm not leaving without these shoes. Is that true? Women got to have all them shoes. And when you don't see them, all of a sudden you come alive. What do you mean you ain't got my size? I want it now. Is that true? Even him, he's like, that's true for me too. That's true for me too. I could care less, man. I'm like, I don't care. I buy $30 shoes on Amazon. I really don't care. But there is some things in my life. I got my own things in my life that if you don't have it, man, I call out the warriors and here we come, boy. I'm going to find it because I want it now. Price is no obligation. I'll pay whatever because I want it now. Is there anybody in here else like that, that you, you get your mind made on something, you think about it at night, you think about it in the morning, man, I gotta have that thing. I gotta have it now. I'll do whatever it takes to get it. And all of a sudden, you have a great one-two. You didn't even know you needed those shoes this morning, but all of a sudden, you come alive. I can't keep thinking about them shoes. And your one-two becomes great. And you won't stop until you get what? What you want. That's how healing has to be pursued. That you say, I'm not leaving here until I get what I want. But instead, they go, oh, healing sold out. I guess I'll try again another day. Bless God. 
You get on the internet and start searching for this stuff. It's the same thing with the Word of God. You have to declare, I ain't leaving without this. I will not quit until I get what I'm after. I will not quit till I get what I'm after. Amen. Y'all got your Bibles? Luke 8, 43. I know y'all having a good time today. Y'all alive this morning. I bring people alive. You know, I get here, boy, I don't talk to nobody here. I get here, ain't no one here in the morning. I keep myself and y'all come out here and y'all just, just bring me alive. Most of the time, I'm a pretty quiet person, but I realize it keeps me out of trouble. I don't talk so much, I don't get in so much trouble. <laughs> Isn't that right, Lennox? That's right. Lennox talks a lot, he get himself in trouble. <laughs> All right, are y'all there? This is the woman with the issue. Y'all there? And now, a woman having a flow of blood for how long? That's a long time to be dealing with something. Is that true? But see, she didn't have a picture of hope. There was nothing else around her that projected healing because she tried it. And it says, who had spent all her what? Livelihood on what? Physicians. But they could not heal in how many ways? Any. They couldn't heal her. And it says here, she came behind and touched, but the border of his garment. And immediately, what? The flow stopped. And Jesus said, to, said, who touched me? See, people are always touching Jesus, but they're really not touching him. They're thronging him, but not touching him. And there's a difference without touching Jesus and believing Jesus. And she said before, but if I may touch his garment, uh, let's go down uh, 46. And Jesus said, who touched me? For I perceive power going out of me. Now this woman had already spent all the money. Is that prosperity to have no money? So what does she need? Healing to have prosperity. Is that true? She cannot have money and prosperity. People that are very wealthy and in the hospital, they spend all that money on all that medication, all the housekeeping, all the stuff because of sickness. Sickness robs you of everything. So this woman had done from the natural, but her day came where she heard about Jesus and she connected her faith and said, that's it. I've had enough of this. 12 years is a long time to be dealing with stuff. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And she said, power going out of me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden and came trembling and falling down before him, she declared him the presence. I'm going to go down to uh, 48. We know what happened there. And Jesus said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your what? Faith, Faith has made you well. Faith touches Jesus. Not thronging Jesus. There's a difference when you bring your faith versus not. If you just want to see what happens, I'm sorry. Healing's not going to work for you. We have to come in a way that we believe it, we receive it without ever seeing it, without ever feeling it. I don't know if this woman felt warm honey flow over her head or up her feet or whatever, but it says that she knew it was done. It was done. 
And she said, immediately, she knew it. And Jesus said, who touched me? Well, everybody and his disciples said, everybody's touching you. He said, no, somebody really did touch me. So it matters how great your want to is to get what you're after. If you're willing to believe God for a day or two, I'm sorry, it's not for you. But when you make up your mind, nothing that comes in my way will stop me from getting what I'm after. If you physically get worse, does it, in most cases, they believe that they're getting worse, therefore they are not healed, and they are not getting better. But it doesn't matter what it looks like. And then we want to, I want to show you the way that Jesus looked at sickness. Are y'all ready for that? Let's go down um, to the next verse. Let's see, where is this? 49, we're just going straight down. 49. And while he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead, do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus, what do you do? He heard it. And he said to him saying, do not be afraid. What's the next part? You understand somebody just told him that he's dead. This person's dead. Now, back then, they knew death. It was more, you, you, you killed more animals. You were around dead things a lot more than we are now. Now we don't see the, the, the cows that we uh, you know, see now. Now they're packaged and all that stuff. You, you, you ain't been to the butcher place. People knew what death looked like. It was very normal to see dead things. And it was really, I mean, you could go out someone's side of front, someone's house and they cutting up open sheep and goats. I mean, they knew what death looked like. So when they told you that she's dead, you're pretty sure she's dead. You didn't question that. In death, I don't know if you know, but the body starts to go stiff very quickly. It becomes stiff, and you, you, you know real quick. I, I, I've been around. Have you ever seen a dead thing on the side of the road, and their legs are just stiff? I mean, it, it's very, you, you know that thing's dead. It ain't alive. So let's get that passed. So when somebody says back in this time, you have to put yourself in the scripture. You can't just read it. You have to imagine yourself what's going on here because there, there, there's uh, just so little scripture uh, about healing. I wish there was a lot more. The, the Bible says that if, if, if it was written everything down that the books themselves couldn't contain. It. So that means they were trying to document this stuff. But it, 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 was, it was happening so fast that they couldn't even keep track of it. So they just threw it in the thing and said, we can't keep track of it. They uh, estimate that Jesus is equivalent to every one minute of his life was a miracle. So that would be about uh, 1.32 million healings given in that three-year span, something of that nature. So, that would, so you could see how many were happening just, and we only got, what, 28, 30 of them? I mean, we got very little out of over a million of them. And so uh, we knew that people were seeing just amazing things. Jesus was, and that goes back to what Brother, I think Roberts was saying that he would send healing out. That would make sense to get at all these people. I mean, you just couldn't do it all. Uh, 1.2 million people? I mean, you work around the clock, right? And we know he didn't work around the clock. He, he, he would separate himself, do things like that. But here, that's just a little note for you. And he, he said, um, what are we at? Uh, 50, thank you. 
But when Jesus heard it, he answered and said, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. Now remember, this is the way Jesus sees sickness and death. But when he came to the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, uh, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her. So what are they doing? They believe what they're seeing. These people are mourning. Death equals mourning, right? Out you go. You don't see it the way I see it. He can't have doubt and unbelief. But he said, do not weep. She is what? Speak up, I can't hear you. Mine says, but she is not dead. But is she physically dead? From a natural standpoint, she is. But what is Jesus confessing? What is he saying? It is the opposite of what is in front of me. So what are you going to believe? Because faith sees the difference rather than what's in front of you. And it's very hard when you are the person on the receiving end of sickness to see it different because you deal with it. But you have to overcome that greater than the physical feeling that it feels. It is human nature. If, I, if my leg feels hurt, then it is hurt. Is that true? If my back hurts, then, it, then my back hurts every day. And I don't know if I'll get better. Hopefully, it does. That's a natural standpoint. But really, when, you, when your back hurts, the authority given to you and me, just like he's doing here, this is the way he saw about death, saw about sickness. He already saw it as that does not comply to me. That does not sit with me. Therefore, I'm proclaiming, oh, she's not dead. She's what? She's sleeping. Well, we know death and sleeping ain't the same thing. But he proclaimed it different before it's actually happened. Was she raised up yet at that point? No, she was not raised up at that point. So, she, so he says, <clears throat> and he permitted, but, and now, she, but uh, let's go down to 53. And they ridiculed him knowing that she was dead. This is where we're going to separate ourselves from the world in this church. They may ridicule us for standing on something that we've never seen, but it's funny because they don't ridicule for a, 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 when, when people are working on a, on a cure for, for cancer, they don't ridicule that. They're like, hey, we're behind you. We believe that you will find a cure. That's not a problem. But when the church, and they dumped hundreds and billions of dollars into curing cancer, nobody has a problem with that. But when a church is a little bit aggressive enough to say, we actually believe that arms will grow out, they go, well, y'all crazy. Maybe that's true then. Maybe we are crazy. But that's what we're going to get is arms growing out, legs growing out. I believe that I will see somebody raised from the dead in this church. I believe it. I believe it. But he got ridiculed for what he said. So that means, someone's phone's ringing. That means that he was confessing something to turn it to show people how to see it themselves. He's showing us something in the scripture. Thank you. You want a microphone? I'll give you. Okay. I'm doing the movie. She, she's doing the wording at the bottom. 
So Jesus is showing us the correct way to believe. Is that true? We don't look at death. We look at what the word of God, your imagination, your imagination is for seeing things you've never seen before. Imagination, most of these kids see themselves as Superman, Batman, Terminator, whatever it may be, and that's fine, but the imagination was given to us to imagine things that didn't exist, to be put into this thing. He built us to be little gods, to see us in a way to manifest something that did not come into existence. That's the way we have to see ourselves. He says, I give you authority over these things. Authority? Okay, well, let's step into that authority. Amen. Am I preaching all right? Are y'all with me? Man, it's not even 1130 yet. I got a lot of time left with y'all. I'm not a long preacher. I say that. My wife goes, you preach a long time? I said, honey, I don't preach that long. There's a lot of other people who preach a long time. I promise you I won't make your bottoms feel numb by my preaching. How about that? I'll I'll make you that that agreement. How about that? But when he came into the house, he permitted nobody, uh, verse 52, and now all that wept mourned for her, but he said, let's go down to uh, 53, and they ridiculed him saying that she was dead, but he put them where? Outside. And what did he do? He took her by the hand and called saying, what? Arise. Arise. Does death, this is not a trick question, does death arise? No. Death does not arise. Death brings you down. When you're alive, it brings you up. So he's confessing the opposite to her, what she needs to do. And that's what faith is. No arm, what do we say? Arm, grow out in Jesus' name. Is that true? Cancer in the body, we rebuke you in Jesus' name. Leave the body right now. Right now. Okay? Are y'all staying? Arise. And when then her spirit, what? Returned. And what did she do? She rose immediately. There's something about rising up in the Bible that Jesus told many people and he told the disciples. And many times they had to do what was contrary to what they were doing right then. And he tells them, you need to get up. Well, why do you need to get up? Because you're because you need to defy where you've been. Some of you can't bend over and touch your toes. If you will not defy it, you won't get rid of it. Sickness has to be defied. It has to be pushed back against. You cannot accept it. Why has our society? Because it has accepted sickness in such a great way. Not only that, it puts it on a pedestal of like a reward. Look at all this stuff I'm on. All my disabilities. People that park into broke leg spots, you identify with what? With being sick. That's the way I look at them things. So anytime you say, well, that's such a minor thing, it doesn't matter. You just say, well, I'm going to walk around with a cane. Man, this ain't the 1880s. You don't need a cane. You're going to start needing that cane. A cane is a crutch to show this side of my leg's bad or this side of my leg's bad. So you have to start, you know, you can practice healing. You practice healing. People think, well, I haven't got into it yet. Then practice it. How am I, 
None of us have been perfect at everything, right? So you have to practice faith. You practice, practice on your dog, practice on your cat. Screw snakes. We don't want no snakes. You got snakes. I'm sorry. You need to be delivered. That's nasty. Isn't that right, Brother Graves? That's filthy. Dirty dogs. That's just nasty. I, I mean, we practice on our animals' faith. We lay hands on our animals for faith. I teach my children how to believe God on our animals. Now, some of them I kill. I mean, I just, you just got no room for it. I just, you know, chickens. Hey, there's times you got to go. And, I, and see, sometimes a dog's life isn't worth the surgery. You all say, Brother Stephen, that's pretty hard. You know what? But I'm right. They give you a bill for $8,000 for a mutt dog. No, dude, you're, you're, you're done. It's, it's over for you. But one thing I do believe is my faith. I can believe for you, for you to be healed. And the good thing is I don't have a dog disputing me on faith. That dog ain't doing nothing. We believe for our dog, boy, she thinks she's, that we're worshiping her. She thinks we're really worshiping her. I mean, we're laying hands on her, believing God for stuff. Practice faith. Practice it. Lay hands on people. Uh, you know, that's the way we do it. That's the way we get into it. And what's happened is we get this spirit of timidity against it. Like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Man, it don't matter. Believe God. Confess it's going to happen and walk away. I believe that's going to happen. I believe it. You knock on the door long enough, someone's going to come answer the door. So that's the way we think about healing. Um, we have to expect it. And this church expects it. Amen. Y'all being blessed this morning? I'm like three quarters through. How about that? Three quarters through. I know y'all being helped. Faith's coming up within you, isn't it? You're starting to feel faith. You get excited in your spirit. It's because I'm preaching to you faith. And when you preach faith, faith rises up. Next time you're in your shower, you can be thinking about me. Isn't that funny? Everybody else will be in the shower thinking about Brother Stephen. Think, man, I'm so stinking healed. Mm, I'm healed. Putting conditioner in your hair, thinking about healings, thinking about Brother Stephen. Man. Brother Gray's like, man, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want that. Amen. And it says here, he told the saying, little girl, what, what did he say? Arise. And the spirit returned and she rose immediately and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were what? Mine says astonished. But he charged them to tell nobody what happened. Think about that. Don't tell nobody because these people are so full of doubt and unbelief, they don't understand. Think about that. Where we're going, we may deal with some of this. I'm, I refuse to get to the end of my life, 70, 80 years old, whatever it may be, and look back and say, man, I wish I would have pushed for more miracles. But instead, I gave him down a watered word because I was too afraid to believe for signs, wonders, and miracles. Think about that for a minute. What do we got to lose? I don't have anything to lose. I don't have a lot of friends. It's all right. The friends I do have is sitting here. 
But it's okay to be a crazy bunch of people. That we believe so radical that when people need radical healing, they come to us. Amen. Miracles. Well, brother, why do you want miracles so much? Because they're the, they are the dinner bell for the world. Because if, if, if preaching was, we've had some of the finest preaching and the most preaching in the last 40 years that the world has probably ever seen. Not only that, it's recorded and you can listen to it anytime. Is that true? I mean, we got it all. We got everything from all these people. I mean, in revelation on stuff that we've never had before. Is that true? And we got it all, but yet where's the miracles? Like we've seen. Now we see some, I'm not diminishing those, but that ain't it. You guys know, like, had your spirit ever been something, man, it's not enough yet. It's not enough yet. I don't want to ever become stagnant and leveled off in plateau on something. I believe that we see people raised from the, the dead. I mean, Smith Wigglesworth pulled a dead man out of a coffin and put him on his back and hauled him down the road, and that man came back to life. I mean, what kind of thing is that? I mean, that's radical. Now, God told him to do that. That's the difference. Don't you go pulling dead people out of coffins. But what I'm showing you is there's a place where that is going on in the spirit. We have to tap into that. We've got to keep knocking on that door that this body is enough that we say that this body, I call this place, it's called a healing house. This building is a healing house. We believe healing for everybody that comes through this door. Man, it don't matter what's going on in your body. It don't matter. I had a young man come up here. He was in a car crash and he was completely, not just paralyzed, but physically, we used to call it retarded. I don't know what the word is now for it. I don't know what the word, uh, what's it called, Jake, when somebody's completely, uh, I know, I, you, you don't know it either. So basically, brain dead, body dead, everything. They brought him in here. What am I supposed to believe? Man, that's a big deal. I mean, he's got, you know, got some, I mean, he doesn't have disabilities. He, he don't have anything. So what do I need to believe? I believe that he's going to be raised up. I prayed for the young man. He came in on like a bed chair. I don't remember what it was. It was like a bed chair. And I said, I told his mother he was in a car crash and he wasn't like that. The car crash made him like that. And I said, I said, I talked to his mother and I said, I'm telling you right now that I believe your son's healed. And I believe one day you're going to get up and he's going to be walking around the kitchen. That's what I believe. I don't accept this because it looks too big because I've never seen that before but I don't shun away from it. I keep it on front of me. And I'll be in the shower and I think about that young man. I declare he's healed in Jesus' name. I don't give up on it. Because if I just go, you know, I'm, I'm gonna pray for you. We'll get him next time. No, I'm not getting him next time. I'm getting him now. I believe that young man is healed. I, I, I haven't seen him since, but I believe it. There's been people that I've, I've prayed for that I don't know, uh, you know, where they came or where where they went to, but I believe they're healed. And that's it. I believe it. That um, A.A. Allen or something would like, one of these guys took a baby and there's a young boy and he was born without uh, private parts. He was born without legs, born without eyes. I mean, just completely deformed. Think about that. I mean, think about the miracle power of God that used to be 
Where's it at now? I want to see it. And this young boy, he brought it, and all them things, they said, that boy right there, I mean, grew eyes, grew body parts, legs, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, think about that. How can you deny that? The world can't deny it. They can't deny it. And that's the dinner bell for the world. It's not just preaching and teaching and more preaching and teaching. I'm not against that. We need that. It's part of the package, but it's not just it. And we don't exclude these miracles from our lives. I knock on the doors. I knock on the miracle door. I imagine what it's like to see people without arms grow arms. I don't know. Is that crazy? It don't matter if it's crazy. It's what I believe. Because if Jesus said, you're going to do these things in greater works, because I'm out of here. I got to go. But you guys, I'm giving it to you. I receive that. I receive it in my life. I receive those things that uh, Lester Summerall saw, that Hagen saw, uh, Wigglesworth saw. All these men of God that are no longer here, the word has become watered down in a way for the miracle stage. Uh, and look, I've, I've, I've never seen that stage. I've never seen it, but I'm almost 40 years old. I'm, I'm not old. I'm not saying I'm old, but I want to see it. So that's why I've been preaching about it for the last six years. Is that true? Every time I get up here, it's something to do with healing. Is that true? Are y'all being healed? So we know that your will, your want to, has to be greater than what's in front of you. We know that blind Bartimaeus, we know this story, that they told him to, sit, to calm down, but he refused to calm down because his, his finish was in front of him. He knew if he will lay hands on me, I'll be healed. And he, what did he get? What he was after. He got what he was after. One thing about the Bible, it's not just a storybook. It's a manual for this time period. It is an instruction manual for you and me to take these things and to continue them. There is a lot of stories that can be looked up as a storybook, Noah's Ark, but this book is a book filled with power. You can manifest this book into reality. No other book, you can take a storybook and imagine it, but it will never manifest into existence. Is that true? But this book can manifest itself. Is that true? And that's what's the amazing thing about the Bible is it, it can never be nulled down into nothing. It's not just a storybook. When you get into it, faith always comes out of it. Amen. Are y'all being helped? How long before you give up? How long before you quit? How long? I think we've all quit on something. Is that true? We've all quit. I've quit on something. I've given up on something. But it takes some grit and some gnashing of teeth to say, I'm not giving up on it. The Lord said to me, I'm going backwards. The Lord said to me recently, uh, people with autism and people with Down syndrome. Down syndrome. Be healed. Well, they're missing, what are they missing? Chromosomes. Well, my God, if, if they're missing a couple of chromosomes, we can straighten that out. I believe that. Well, Brother Stephen, you're making fun of these people. I ain't making fun of nobody. I realize that the hardship that, these, that, that, that people with them 
and people that they always have to take care of this. This is a bondage. Sickness has always been a bondage. The Bible says, uh, I have come that you might have what? Life and have it what? More abundantly. More abundantly. And, think, and people say, well, why did God allow this? God didn't allow any of that junk. Yo? Well, why did God put this on me? He didn't put none of that on you. It's the devil that's done it. It was Satan that's did it. And Jesus said, that, that goes contrary to what Jesus said. I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. Well, sickness is in abundance. Well, they said, well, he's teaching me something. Jack, that's ridiculous teaching. That came, I don't even know where that came from. Probably some old grandma at a funeral just made this stuff up. Well, you know, the good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. Man, they quoting Job, man. Job was messed up. Job was in doubt and unbelief and worried a lot. You know, I mean, so they take an Old Testament and combine it with New Covenant. Get out of here, G. It ain't how it works. You can't do that. We have a New Covenant. That Old Testament is put on the shelf. It's there. It's good. But we live under a New Covenant. And that New Covenant is what Jesus did for you and me. And he took sickness and disease from us. He said, I'm going to make you wealthy. I'm going to make you healed, prosperous, generational wealth, all of it. It's yours. If you will believe. <coughs> we ain't going to purgatory. You know who does go to purgatory? It's chihuahuas. You know what? Chihuahuas don't even go anywhere. They just go into darkness. There ain't a single chihuahua in heaven. The most terrible little dogs you've ever seen. And people are like, oh, Brother Stephen. No, there ain't nothing because there's no rodents in heaven. Half said amen, half said boo. But there's big dogs in heaven. You know, there was a movie made on that. All dogs go to heaven. Chihuahuas ain't dogs. I don't even know what they are. I mean, how do we get a wolf down to a chihuahua? What happened? What, what you, made it with a raccoon? What, what is this thing? What is this, a possum and a raccoon mix and with a dog? It's a filthy animal. Terrible animal. Yeah, but, but Brother Stephen, where are you going? That's the way my mind thinks. I'm just, you know, I, I, just, I just put all this stuff together. You know, I think, man, I wonder if there's any of them little stupid dogs in heaven. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Just like that little drummer boy. Nah, no, no, no. He ain't playing no songs for Mary. Not on Christmas. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. Amen. Okay, I'm having fun with y'all. We're breaking it up. How about that? I'm almost done. Give me 10 minutes. It's not even 12 yet. Actually, I'm going to stop here in three minutes because we got to do communion. Uh, communion's fun. It, it, it's, it's uh, it, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop after this. But communion was something, when you grew up in church, there's always leftover stuff. So you go in the kitchen, and you drink these little shots. Shot, 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 shot. Because they're going to throw it out anyways. I'm going to give me some grape drink, right? A little bit of grape drink, a little bit of cardboard. I'm ready to go. If they taste like cardboard, boy, church kids know where to go after communion. Boy, they're going to start serving stacks of them things. I used to take out stacks when I first married my, my wife. You know, i just take out a stack like that and then wait for you know, and my wife go, man, she was so ticked at me when we first got married. I can't believe you desecrate communion like that. I said, honey, they just throw that stuff out. They just throwing it out of the church. I might as well eat it. So, you know, when you was raised in the church and they brought you to the church and dropped you off and there's nothing to eat, man, you looking for something to eat. You will eat wafers. They used to be round. Now there's these little pellets like, like cat feed, you know, so they look like, like cat feed. And, uh, but, you know, there you go. That's a little side trail. When you raise in the church, man, you make things happen around here, you know. You're always looking. You, man, you, 
you go into coverage and the kids think, man, you're going to find something to eat. Boy, my mom would leave, like, like drop me off at a church. I'd be there all day hungry, man. But eat the, yeah, I know, I know, I know. The commentary is coming up here. But anyways, so it matters. I know, it's funny, right? We, we, we have a good time, right? We, 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 we got to have fun. But I believe that we're going to see things that we have never seen before. I believe we're going somewhere we've never been before. I believe those things that Smith Wigglesworth saw, that Dad Hagen saw in his spirit, Lester Summerall, I believe that's for us. I don't believe it's a story in the past of the good old days, the good old times, when the move of the spirit came in and everybody got healed. I don't believe it's gone. I believe it's for us right now. Is that right, Mark? We, we, we believe this in this church. We're a little crazy in this church. We believe things that a normal church wouldn't believe. I believe healing is for all of us, every single one of y'all. Whatever it is, it don't matter. God's bigger than it. Blood, blood disease, diabetes, whatever it is. Take care of your body. Know what to do with yourself. Worship God. Get in the spirit. Command those things in your body that you command it to be done with. How long before you give up? A week? A month? A couple months? How long? There's never. You don't ever give up. You don't ever give up because you don't know what's on, on the other end of it. But we're right there. I can feel it in the spirit. We are, I'm telling you, we're, we're going somewhere. We're believing for signs, wonders, and miracles. Eyes to be seen that have never seen. Ears to be opened up. Cancer, completely gone. Gone. Cancer is one of the leading things in this nation, along with obesity, other things. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But I'm telling you, God's doing something. Right now. Not fixing and getting ready to. I hate those words. Well, God's fixing to do something. Oh, yeah? Because that's what they said 20 years ago. Was he fixing to do it? Because they put their faith in the future. They put their expectation on the future. So every day, expectation just, could, just keeps going on. But we expect it when? Now. now. When? Now. Miracles when? Now. now. Can y'all imagine what an arm looks like growing out? Does it make a sound? I don't know, but I'm sure bones... Cracking may sound like something. Maybe it sounds like it's breaking or something, but I don't know, but I believe it. I don't know what brand new eyes look like, but I believe it. I don't know what it, I've never seen it. But in my spirit, I have. And I expect it in this church. Have y'all been helped today? Stand up real quick. I'm gonna pray for you. You're gonna receive healing where you're at right now. If you need healing in your body, you stay where you're at. You've heard enough faith today to get you moving and shaking. You and you get in the shower. I mean, you guys got a little shower talk today. Bless God, you gonna be healed. Most healed person, man, you got to talk to yourself like you're like in a third person. Man, Stephen Afraid, you're the most healed person in this house. Forget about them. <laughs> I am healing. Man, this is what healing looks like. Healed from the top to the bottom glowing with health. My eyes are perfect. My legs are perfect. Man, man, it feels so good to be here. It feels so good. You say, brother, see, you crazy. I know. That's why I'm trying to get y'all on, on the crazy train that we believe no matter what, it's what, because that's what the word of God says to do. You have to confess before you receive. Amen. So we confess it. So in the name of Jesus, I command everybody in here, I command that you are healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, cancer, 
diabetes, leg problems, back pain, I command from this day forward that you are healed in Jesus' mighty name and you will deal with it no more in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Then today was your day that you said, on that day, you could write this day down, November 5th, I was healed. I was healed on that day. A week from now, November 5th, that's when I received my healing. And I declare that I'm healed now in Jesus' name. I want you all to know, if you're watching by live stream, I, I, I want you to know that you are healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. If you believe it, confess it, and don't give up on it, if you stick with it, you'll get what you're after. In Jesus' name. I want you to know I love you guys. You guys are important to us. This church is going somewhere. Take care of yourself. Build yourself on the word. Believe for things you never believe for. Don't just get stagnant. Man, we got enough stagnant people in the world. Believe for something you've never seen. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.